All right, week five is in the books, and we are back for another week of the Low Post Podcast. I'm Dan Ruggiero. I'm joined, as always, by PJ Thomas, but we have a special guest here today. Why don't you introduce yourself to the room? I don't really need an introduction, but um, Shane, <laughs> it's me. <laughs> that is right. We're joined by the effervescent big man of the Douye's boys. We have three of them all in the same room. It's me, PJ, and Shane. And I think it's only right we start talking about the game of the week. The Douye's boys taking down Lob City 63 to 61. So PJ or Shane, whoever wants to start it off and lead us into this madness, someone take it away. Um, I'll let PJ lead and then I'll just get into the game, I guess. Yeah, well, we can call upon Shane here. Um, so I think so there was an interview that took place uh, with one of the interns. He talked to me and Cody a little bit before the game and kind of said, you know, what is everyone's keys to the game? Uh, we knew it was going to be a physical matchup. We knew it was going to be close. Um, and talking to a few people afterward, they were like, what was the biggest uh, score? Like, what was the biggest lead throughout the game? And I believe it was five for them. I don't think we ever had a lead that was even more than we two could or not three. break past like three points. Yeah. So um, you know, they had a, a lead of five. I actually believe that we led after every quarter except going into the fourth. Um, we yeah, were up we were down one. one. Yeah, we were up one in every quarter, and then we were down one going to the fourth. So um for us, it was kind of it, it was kind of fun. I know that at the end of the third, we kind of huddled up and Shane said to us, This is the exact same spot we were in, in the championship, only this time we have Johnny and Vinny. Um, and for us, we were kind of like, yeah, wait, what are we, we were here last time without our two best players and we're here again. So now we know we can win. Um, so that kind of gave us a spark that we needed, I think to, you know, we were in it the whole game. It wasn't like it was ever a question of the game is going to be a close one. Um, you know, and, and it just came down to us limiting what they do the best. So we tried to limit their transition buckets, which we know, which we know that they like to get, that's usually how they get up on teams quickly. Um, so we were able to limit that and not let them just throw the ball down the court and dunk every single time. Um, and, you know, even though we didn't have the greatest shooting night again, uh, we seem to be not being able to take the lid off the rim some games. Um, but, you know, we were able to do it on the defensive end. And I think that's kind of different from years past uh, years past. We've kind of just been this offensive juggernaut of a team where we're able to just score at will. Um, but this year, we've really kind of transitioned it to being a, a really good defensive team. I mean, all four guys that are out there at any given time can play any position on the floor, guard anybody on the floor. And, and it kind of gives us that Boston Celtics vibe where you're putting guys out there that can guard positions one to four at this point. Um, even Nate, when he goes in there, he's a bigger guy. And you see him on the court and he's much lighter on his feet than you would expect. You know, he's able to keep up with Colin Burns and not let him get inside or, you know, switch on a, on a matchup that might look like a mismatch to the guys on offense, but really he can keep up with them. So anybody that we throw in is really able to keep up defensively this year. And I think that's been a big key for us. Shane, I, I kind of want you to touch on this because you're out there for most of the game. Um, talk about like the defense, uh, the defensive ability of our, of our guys, you know, and kind of what, what the, what you thought the keys were for us to get that win. Um, it's actually funny you ask. Cause I was, Somehow came across the stats today, and we have two guys in the top five in steals. Um, Johnny with 10, Vinny with eight. And that's pretty much the key to all of our games. But to touch on Tuesday, um, like you said, we knew coming in, make them shoot the ball. And that's not as much as I want it to be. That's not a jab at them because uh, those guys 
can hoop. Every position can hoop. But their weakness is shooting the ball, especially when Vic's not there. You got to take advantage of their lack of kind of space in the floor and, like, the IQ isn't there when Vic isn't there. And that's, like, once again, it's not a jab at any of those guys because Cody's smart. But if Cody has an off night like we saw against us, it's up to Jose and Colin to get to the rim because that's what they do. They're at the rim. And if you can stop that, if you can stop that attack, I like I said, I'd rather die than let them beat us at the rim. I'd live and die with them at the three for sure. And that was the key to us winning. Absolutely. You know, and and we kind of knew going in that the best defensive matchup for us against anybody's best player is Vinny. We always throw Vinny on him because Vinny locks up. Yeah, Vinny, Vinny just plays unbelievable defense. And I, I would say Johnny's probably a better wing defender. Um, he's probably one of the best wing defenders in the league, but Vinny just overall, I mean, being as he's not the tallest guy on the floor, but he's probably the strongest just, guy on the floor. It takes Vinny to get angry. Yeah. Like one, there's one instance in every game where Vinny will just be calm and then someone will do or say something. He's like, all right, you're gonna, all right, f*** this. And he'll light it up from three. He'll hit the shots when he's supposed to, but then he'll just lock up on D-man where he's on someone's ass and he's just taking the ball. He's ripping the ball from people. And he's like fighting for boards on there. Like usually, like when I'm out, I get to see the whole like the whole game. And Vinny and Johnny are just scrapping down. Well, when we're small, we go small at death lineup. Like when I say it's murder time, these guys don't lack in any aspect of the game. Like offensively, yeah, they're killing it. But defensively, I think Johnny touched on it. Brian plays like he's seven four. No matter what, not just this league. I've watched Brian play for years now. He plays like he's seven four. No matter what. Johnny and Vinny are dogs, man. They won't Johnny get like the last couple of weeks, his offensive rebounds off the charts. Coming right through taking the ball back. You know, and I think another key for us too this year is I think last year, just kind of chemistry-wise, Brian was still adjusting to getting to play with us. And then this year, you've honestly I've seen him taking a huge step, which you don't think is possible for a guy of that caliber. But when we when he goes in there, now it used to be Johnny's we're always running through Johnny, right? We're always doing things through Johnny. And now when Brian goes in, we're kind of letting Brian run the offense. Um, and for us, that's, it's kind of nice. It takes a little bit of the pressure off of Johnny and lets him do what he's really good at, which is getting in that mid range and scoring and getting to the hoop and shooting the ball when he needs to. But he he's kind of playing that, that wing role that he's really good at. Um, and I think because of the chemistry that we've developed now, be, this being our second year with Brian, he's just really been able to be the point guard that we need him to be. Um, and, and he's literally, he had back-to-back possessions where he's getting an offensive putback over a guy who's a foot and a half taller than him, or, you know what I'm saying? So he's, he does played, everything. yeah, he, he does. He's been doing everything for us this year, which is huge. Um, Honestly, if he was playing all 40 minutes of the game, he'd probably be putting up MVP numbers this year. He's he's playing that good. He's done some before. Like, like I tell everyone, Brian's not a score first guy. Like he would rather get these assists and rather do the, the trench work. Like that's like when I say he's a dog, he'll do the trench work that makes everyone around him better. That's why I talk so much shit because I've had the green light from Brian for years. Like I know someone has my back where I can go and say this out of pocket stuff and I'm going to eventually win the game. And that's all I need. So. Right. Absolutely. And, and Danny, I, I know that you might want to touch on this a little bit later too, but I think this is a good time to kind of talk about this. So you had, um, you had showed me a little bit that something that you had pulled up um, something that you had created about how the key for the Duye's boys this year has been eliminating what you do best. 
uh, specifically taking your best player out of the game. So I actually think that this would be a good time for you to kind of pull that up and talk about it if you want to do that. Yeah, let me do that right now. There you we got go. all your betting spreads. Oh, yeah, I got I got so much pulled up. I'm a big analytics guy, as you know. But yeah, just I mean, from four of the five games that the Duyes boys have played this year, I mean, one of them is against the Lincoln 18ers, and I can't really think of a, a star of the league that's on the Lincoln 18ers, There's no disrespect to them. But going through the other four games, you've got You've got Gian from the Warriors. You've got Jose from Lob. You've got Devin Pino. First of all, Gian, if he's listening, absolute dog, by the way. Me and, Pete, <laughs> me and PJ say it every week watching this kid play. Yeah, he's an absolute guy. dog. Goes and gets it every week. It's incredible. Mm. But, yeah, you've got four guys here on four teams that you've played, and all four of them are in the top ten of the league in scoring. And, like, we'll start with Gian because that was the earliest of the matchups. You've got – a guy that's averaging 30 points a game and you come in and he's putting up 19 and he's shooting one for seven from three. Granted, he's not, he did have the one good game from three that Joey loved to talk about. He wasted all of his makes on the halfway crooks, but still one for seven from three is a good defensive night for the Duyes boys. And then you've got Jose who has multiple, almost 40 point games this year and he's putting up 20 and he's 0 for 10 from three. You got Pinon Sin City, who's averaging close to 30 and 15, and you hold him to 14 and 6. And then you got Spence Freeman, who I think the numbers do a little bit of a disservice because actually, no, they're kind of a little inflated. They hide a lot. The game These numbers we'll hide to. a lot. They, yeah, they they're, they're a little bit higher than they, they probably would be, and we'll talk about that week uh, week five game coming up. But still, 15 points, 7 of 23, 0 for 7 from the field. So you guys are able to take those guys that – fill it up for these teams and are their best player and you make these teams look elsewhere and you're like, you got to beat us a different way. And I think it's a, a very good testament to the defense that you guys are playing this year. Like PJ said, we have someone for everyone. It's not going to be me. Like I wish you could realistically wish I could lock down every game, but I'm not going to stay in front of Jose. Like if he meets me at the rim, he meets me at the rim. So be it. But there's whispers of Vinny being the Jose stopper. I listen. <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll go that, and say it. That, I mean, but there's, we've seen it like, Vinny locks him up and listen, if that makes him come at him, great. I, I have all my faith in Vinny, but yeah, Vinny's Vinny's locked, man. And we have, like I said, we have I will say, um, not to interject here, uh, Jose and Vinny have been matched up against each other in two games. And I think every other game that we have played against Jose, where Vinny is not either present or on him as the main defender, Jose has scored like 50. I'll be the first thing Jose gave me 50. He, put 50 on he my scored head like 50 and 28 or something like that. In the two games that he's played where Vinny is the primary defender on him, he's scored 17 and 20. And there's a guy that is like that's, walking like 35 points a night depending on his matchup. So yeah, it's like that's a testament to definitely Vinny. And like I said, Jose put 50 on my head. I'm not ashamed, ashamed or embarrassed about it. It happens, but we have some, like I said, we have someone for everyone. If it's not me, it's Vinny. If it's not Vinny, it's Johnny. If it's not Johnny, it's Brian. It's there's so many guys, even like going to the bench, there's so many guys, you know, and, and not to stay on this game too much longer, just because we have, we have to talk about the other ones, but I think everybody in the league knows that this isn't going to be the last time that we play them. Um, we're absolutely going to have to face them in the playoffs. I mean, I, I, if all goes according to plan, we're yeah, from, I mean, them. I would love to, but from what I can see, they have like trouble with everyone showing up every week um, that could, like we know that could definitely raise some hell in the playoffs and it can bite you in the ass. Um, but I hope to play them again. Obviously you guys know me. I love to run through walls and the toughest road possible is the way I want to get it done. 
but yeah, I hope they uh, definitely match up with us somewhere in the, down the road. All right, Shane, before we let you go, we're going to be setting spreads again at the end of the podcast, but I think there's no one better to set the spread for Boy Bowl 3 than you. So, Duye's Boy's Ozone Boys, what's your spread? Um, this is going to sound so disrespectful, but I'm going to say, let's give them 13 points. Let's, the Duye Boys can give away 13. Yeah, they have no big men in if I don't get at least like five points in the paint this week, I got to really consider some stuff because they got no one who can be physical like me down there. And then they can shoot the ball, but we can't too. Obviously the last two weeks have been tough, but we can shoot the ball. So I'm going to go ahead and give them 13 points. And I'm not a loser. I don't like to lose my bets all game. So you guys know I'm going to be out there busting ass, keeping that 13 points up. So. All right. We're going to hold you to that because we know that when there's bad spreads, everybody kind of comes and attacks you. So. If it's our this game. One now, doesn't so end up, yeah, really. no, it's our game. So who are we going to attack, Shane? They can, they can stay with <laughs> Well, Shane, thanks right. again for jumping on here. Uh, we really appreciate having you, and uh, we will definitely talk to you a little bit later. Anytime, guys. And yes, I'll be talking to you later. See you, buddy. All right. See you, bud. Later. All right. That was Shane Patrick of the Dewey's boys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Pete, we're going to move on. We kind of broke up the scheduling a little bit, so we're just okay. going to move on to the the first matchup. I was saying last week we had two kind of top-heavy matchups, and top-heavy were they. So we're going to start with uh, halfway, taking down only the fam. Final score of 113 to 53. So I, I were you there for this game? The halfway game. Yeah. Yes, I was there for the tail end of it. I walked in, and halfway was up 35 or 40, and I said, what the hell is going on? Okay. Yeah. So I think the funniest thing about this, looking at it too, is the fact that I don't know how many, I think it was just the first quarter. Halfway had three guys the first quarter. Yes. And I fully believe after looking at this box score and watching those highlights, they probably didn't, I don't even know who the fourth guy to show up was. It might've been, I think Jared was the fourth guy to show up. Yeah. Hanson, Hanson was there at the end. So by the end it was Hanson, Spence, um, Jeff, Jeff, and, and Joey, and the triple double machine. Joe, he would, oh, he's one assist away from the triple double. The commission couldn't like who who missed a shot. Was it like one of the threes that Spence took that Joey couldn't get his synthesis <laughs> on? It might have been. It might have been. But uh, uh, no, I. But I yeah, mean, I think that they could have won this game just with the three guys. They probably didn't even need Jared to show up, which is absurd. Um, you know. Any game where Joey Zacco is dropping almost a triple-double on your head, you kind of sit there and you say, what happened? Um, you know, that'd be like if I went out there and dropped the triple-double, you would think uh, I took a couple cycles uh, the week before. But, you know, um, watching this game, I I think that we were spot on last week where we just kind of said, does, does only the fam even play defense? And I when you're playing four on three and you have arguably one of the top five players in the league and you're losing by a lot, yeah, kind of have to chalk it up to defense because realistically there should have been one person wide open every time down the floor for them offensively. Um, I don't quite know what happened because I wasn't there to watch the three V four, but I mean, we have to question their defense at this point in the season. At not and not even if is their defense good enough to keep up? Like, do they play defense? 
Um, talking to Joey, the answer is no. Um, so only the fam, if you want to get mad at somebody for that, it's Joey. But, you know, I mean, I, I don't think you can say that he's wrong at this point. Um, you know, I, I really don't know what else to say about that. Um, if you're not going to play defense or you're just going to give up when somebody gets by you, then you're not going to win any more games the rest of the year. And that's just, you might win a game if you have to play bogey kicks again. And, and other than that, good luck because those first two wins you got might be an anomaly now. Yeah. Actually looking at it, I'm going to, I'm going to pull up their schedule real quick. I I was thinking about it. I don't know if they have a winnable game the rest of the year. I mean, do you think they do even before you look at who they have to play? They've already played bogey. So that's out. Have they played the Lincoln 18 ers Was that their other win or did they beat? That was their second win. Yes. So then my answer is no. I don't know. Okay. Here we go. I got it right here. I'm going to pull it up for you. They've got werewolves next week. No, they've got Sin City the week after that. No, and they've got Warriors to close out the year. No, Warriors are hot. Um, we'll get to that. But Correa Charles, yes, yeah. absolutely went nuclear last week. Oh um, yeah, no, I saw it. I saw. The so whole thing. I don't. I don't quite think that only the fam has another win in them, unless the war, unless Brian Hassan doesn't show up next week. Um, which then in that case, then, then go ahead, take a free win. But I have a tough time thinking that they're going to get a win the rest of the way. I, I don't know what you think. And I don't know if that's too harsh to say, but the, let me tell you something. The team that you don't want to not play defense against is the werewolves. Cause they will run you out of the gym by 80 points next week. Yeah. Cause um, the, the other thing with the werewolves is they're, they're going to play the defense on you. I mean, absolutely. we've seen they're probably them and the Duyes boys, probably the top two defensive teams in the league. And you come through, if you don't want to play defense and they're going to play defense on you, you could be looking at what is this? Your third straight or fourth straight loss of 40 plus points. Keep in mind. I was saying this last week. Their their three losses every week. They have given up over 110 points on these losses. So and you it does go to happen. show you that defense. Yeah, no, you can't let that happen. And defense is the problem there. But I mean, going to it, another team where defense is the problem, right? We got werewolves and bogey. That's another twenty-point game. But it's kind of funny that these two lopsided games worked out the way they did because both team or both games had attendance issues. You had halfway that was playing three on four for a quarter. And then you got the good guy werewolves that were like, all right, we've got four guys. Bogey's got three guys. We'll play three on three for the entire first half. Most Respect of to the werewolves for that. Yeah, Respect exactly. That's a, that. that's a big move. I mean, you still won by 20 playing three on three, but. That's a respectful um, move though. Yeah. Bogey's replacements, Bogey's subs, Bogey's bench doesn't show up until like a little bit before halftime. And I mean, the game kind of stays at the point that it was at when they were playing three on three, I mean, it got to a 20 point lead. I don't think it got much bigger than that past the half. I'll pull it up right. real quick to take a look at it, but I want to know what you think is going on with the werewolves. What you think is going on with bogey. Heston's not the leading scorer in this game. Funny enough. Yeah. Or for Sam the werewolves. Clifford, right. No leading scorer in the game was Matt bogey. Oh, I'm, I'm, I was just talking about for the werewolves. Sam oh, Clifford, yeah, but Sam way. Clifford was the leading scorer for the werewolves, yes. Yeah, Matt Bogey, I think, got a lot of touches when the team was playing three-on-three, three, which is not the reality of what their offense looks like. 
Um, again, respect to the Warriors for kind of being werewolves. the bigger guy. I'm, the werewolves, excuse me, for being the bigger no, guy here fine. and playing three on three. That's a that's a pretty ballsy move. Um, again, just a respectful move. Um, only the fam, if you're listening. Um, but you know, I, I mean, we knew this game was going to be a blowout, anyways. I don't think it. I don't think if you had told me that it's going to be three on three, I don't think it changes anything as long as Brian Hessen's there. Uh, but Sam Clifford, I guess, is the reincarnation of uh, Dave Campbell. So it'll be interesting to see what they are at full strength. Um, you know, if they can get everybody there for a game. But, you know, I mean, Matt Bogey drops 31. And then you have uh, David DePina coming in late, I believe, dropping 13. And then, uh, you know, Tampa Bay Buccaneers wide receiver Mike Evans dropping 18. But, you know, after that, what is there? What is there for them? Um, and virtually nothing, you know? And I mean, you almost I, feel bad for Bogey that they've probably also played their last probable, like, winnable game. Because if you've got a guy like Mike Evans, David DePina, and Chase Banks putting up, what is that, 31, 39 points and only a half a basketball, they only play a half of the game and they score more than half the team's points. If all three of them like played together for a full game and had a good game, good 40 minutes, they could have beaten an only the fam. They could have beaten an 18ers, but I think you're, you're past the point of that. Yeah. And that's, it's kind of unfortunate. I don't think they get a win this year at this point now, unless a team doesn't show up. Um, you know, I don't know their schedule the rest of the way, but I can't imagine they're going to face a team that has less talent. And that, again, not a jab at them, but the, the league is pretty deep this year. This is one of the deeper, like, it's not that it's so deep where every team is good, but there's a ton of teams in the middle of the pack this year. Um, there's kind of two teams that are way, uh, not way ahead, but ahead of the pack in us and Lob. And then everyone else is kind of in that middle of the pack. And Ozone Boys is at the bottom of that middle, and they're probably the best team in the middle of the pack. You know what I'm saying? So I don't see where Bogey has a chance to win a game this year, which is unfortunate because they have talent. But I'm looking to rebuild next year if I'm them. Um, at this point, I would start recruiting guys now because you need it. So um, And build that chemistry in the offseason because you're going to have to face a top team first round of the playoffs. And... Um, you know, I can't imagine it's going to be an easy one, um, but you know, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say anything too early. Obviously anything can happen, but you know, I mean, it's tough. It's tough to get wins in this league, but you know, there's ways to do it. And I think that they, they'll figure it out next for next season, but you know, I don't see them making a run in the playoffs to be honest with you. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you, <clears throat> but you were just saying it's tough to win in this league. And going on to what I think was probably probably one of the tougher wins of the night to pull out. I'm trying to think, have we had an overtime game yet before this game this year? I don't. Uh, did Ozone go to overtime? I don't know if they did. I don't know. I, not from memory. Yeah, no. But regardless, we do have an overtime thriller, I will say. The Warriors are taking down Sin City 84 to 76. Um, it was a bounce back game for Pina. I will say that much. He put up 14 and six against the Dewey's boys, as we had just mentioned. He comes back with 37 and 21 
Yeah, huge so, game from him. Yeah, big bounce back. The other thing I want to say, Sin City bringing back Duye Boy favorite Jerry Rodriguez, former we player of the week. I think he yeah. won player of the week one, uh, one of the weeks last year. But um, I was excited to was, see Jerry there. We love Jerry. Oh, yeah. I was I was so excited. I pulled up the Snapchat, and I see the brighter green jersey, and I was like, oh, look at that. It's Jerry. But Absolutely. Um, we were t- talking about this a second ago. It was not the Gian Avedesian show this time. It was the Charles Correa show. So I want you to talk about that because he let me, was let me tell you something. He was automatic. So we have a we talk a lot when we go and watch other teams play. We sit together and we kind of talk. And what I didn't know, what Brian was kind of telling me was that Charles was like an all-state basketball player at St. Ray's, like was legit in high school. And I was like, I don't I didn't mean I guess I don't see it just because you know he's been like really struggling, really off, not himself at all. Uh, from what Brian was saying. And then this game, it was like someone breathed life into him. Like this is the first time I've ever seen him like have this kind of life on the court. And he went nuclear. Like I watched him hit probably three threes in a row from six feet outside the three-point line. Like just pulling, coming down the court and pulling. And we were like, this is, and, and Brian turned to me, he was like, this is the, the Charles I know like this is what I've been telling you dude like he can play um and I mean clutch clutch coming down the court I think if he can be that the whole way he's the point guard to run and let Gian run off the ball um because the passes he was making the the decisions he was making going to the hoop it was like he literally found new life um which was crazy to see it's like how do you go from being irrelevant in these last couple of weeks to now being looking like you're the absolute best player on the floor when you have potentially the MVP on your team? I mean, that's scary. That's scary for a lot of teams. Uh, I don't want to play them in the playoffs. They're going to be a tough out. I don't think anybody wants to. And if you have Charles playing like this and Gian playing at his best, good luck to whoever has to face them in the playoffs because it's not going to be easy. Um, but yeah, they, I wonder what their draw is going to be which i'm going to share the screen again because this is another team i was saying you want to take a look at who they're playing the rest of the year they have those two big losses to start the year and now closing out the season these last three games i don't think they get a loss they got both 18 or only they got the bottom three in the power rankings to finish off the year i'm betting my life here that the warriors win win out and they win six straight to go six. I think they win out. I think they end up with the three seed because I mean, you never want to say you foresee lob losing another game. I mean, I think lob has halfway um, and ozone boys as two of their last three games. So you would, you would, you would expect those to be tough matchups, but you'd never want to bet against lob. Right. So I think the way it's, it would figure out, finish out. If you have all three of your top three teams winning out, you have Duyez at one lob at two. Warriors at three. That's going to be a pretty good semifinals game if you have a semis matchup of Lob and the Warriors. If you and then you the have Warriors playing the way they have been, and you have one of the teams either halfway or the Werewolves, in my opinion, probably sitting at four, and the uh, and the other sitting at five, and then Ozone Boys right there. So, I mean, Ozone Boys maybe not because of their their record to start the year, but that's a tough tough road through the playoffs tough yeah, road. there is there is no because i remember when we won in summer 19 i remember i told you 
before the seeding came out because there were so many teams at like five and four or four and five. I was like, if we're on the side of the bracket, if we're not on the same side of the bracket as Lob, we are winning the championship is what I told you. And I don't think there's a side of the bracket this year that is a good one to be on because I think there's so many teams that no matter where the chips fall, any team on a good night is going to be a tough play. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and the playoffs, you're going to get everybody's best game. Everybody's going to be trying to, to play the best basketball that they've played all year. So, I mean, it's going to be a very interesting playoffs come that time. I think we'll talk about it probably a little bit later in, in the pod, but yeah, I think it's going to be an unreal playoffs, probably the best that we've been a part of for sure. All right. So that's the, it was a very light week five. Like we were saying before, ozone boys and 18ers did not play due to scheduling conflicts. So we're going to move on to our week six matchups. We're going to forecast, we're going to set the spreads. Um, I don't think they've picked a game of the week yet, but I think we can like internally pick our own game of the week. So we'll okay. do everything and we'll lead up to it. I think, you know what I would pick. I don't even know the matchups um, to be honest with you. Okay. So we'll saying. start with it. Uh, first 7 PM matchup is going to be only the fam against the werewolves. And if I'm setting a line for this game, like we were saying, the big killer is defense. We've seen only the fam lose three straight after two wins and give up over 110 both all three times and lose by at least 30 all three times. So right. I don't think I'm out of my mind saying I'm going to f- favor the werewolves by like 24 and a half here. I, think I was going to at least a 20 point win here. I was going to set it at 19 and a half to be conservative just because um, I'm a little confused as to why they didn't beat bogey by 70. But um, you know, I, I think that's fine. I think if you want to meet in the middle on that, like at 21 and a half. Yeah, we can go 21 um, and a half. Yeah, my pick would be the warrior. I mean, the werewolves. Jesus, I keep mixing those two up. The werewolves there, Um, you know, we can talk about keys to the game. The key is if only the fan plays defense, they can have, they have a chance to win. But if you're going to choose a week to not play defense, it better not be this one because you will get the brakes beat off of you by the werewolves. So... I mean, we look at this point in the season, we know what teams have to do to win. We know every team's game plan. We know what the werewolves need to do. They need to run through Brian and only the fam needs to play defense. And that's the only answer for them. They have to play defense. I think it's not even just as simple as play defense. If you're only the fam, because I think if you play defense, but you still have offensive nights out of your three best guys that you've had the last three, three weeks, three games, you're still going to lose that game because good defense is only going to get you so far against the werewolves because the werewolves are a good defensive team too. You have to be on offensively as well. Right. Yeah. But I think that's a good line. 21 and a half for the werewolves. Yeah. We'll set that at 21 and a half. And I think I feel kind of bad because the way we set it, we're always favoring the favorites, but you know, 21 and a half, that's a, a good number to set. We have some double headers this week, right? for some teams uh, no next week is the double headers oh okay okay yeah that that's gonna be a fun forecast that's gonna be a fun pod all right another 7 p.m game is the bogey kicks against the rhode island warriors i'm gonna favor the rhode island warriors by 25 and a half i would i would get on that with you i would i, I would go the exact same way i mean let, let i'm gonna say this we were four for four last week Every single if you if you were a betting man and bet on our picks, you would have made a lot of money 
if you did a parlay yeah. of all four of those picks, you'd probably made some good money. But and they were look, all fairly close picks, with the exception of halfway only the fam. <laughs> like, yeah, I think what did we have? Twelve and or yeah, twelve and a half for um, werewolves. Werewolves. They won by twenty. That's it was a pick em. It was a pick em for the Juyas boys. Two point I mean, one by two. We said three and a half for warriors and it was an eight point win the only one that was really off was we favored halfway by eight and a half and they won by 60 yeah so um i'm gonna say the warriors if if look if charles comes to play like this the rest of the year you're gonna have no problem winning every game by 20 more 20 or more every week they're your last three games and if if kevin figurito shows up next week against bogey he hasn't been there he shows up and gian and and uh, Charles are playing like that, wrap it up. It might be a 50-point game. I mean, they've won three without Kevin, so. Yeah, I know. Gian told me to stop saying they need Kevin to come, so. I don't think they need Kevin to come. I want Kevin to come. I like watching Kevin play. It's not a matter of I think they're a bad team without Kevin. It's that I like watching Kevin play basketball. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I like Kevin. Um, I think when he walks into the the Johnson Rec Center, they need to blast some young gravy, Mr. Clean, over the – over the loudspeakers, but no, we like Kevin. Kevin's cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm set. I think the 25 and a half is more than generous. Yeah, I still think 25 and a half is a good line. I feel like it's always the fade bogey train is what you go with. Got to. Okay, going with the next one, which I definitely think is going to be Joey's pick for game of the week because he's involved in it. Oh, I know what your pick's going to be. I totally, I don't know. know Absolutely. You know what my pick is going to be, but the first of two, 8 PM games is halfway against lob city. Um, Yeah. Joey's going to pick that one. Joey's absolutely going to pick that one, but I want to hear what you think a key to this one is. And then we can set a line. Spence Freeman and Jose, whoever hits more threes, that team's going to win like between the two of them. It, It might look like the Ben Simmons and Russell Westbrook show. I was going to say there better not be any war veterans in the crowd because they're going to get some <laughs> shell shock. <laughs> well, no, I I'm mean, sorry. That might've been a little too far. <laughs> I had to say it. No, I'm telling you right now, if Spence Freeman hits more threes than Jose halfway is going to win that game. If Jose hits more threes than Spence Freeman, the lob city's going to win that game. See, I, st- I still think that, there's no, I mean, there, there are some scenarios in which halfway comes out on top, but I think most scenarios, I think lob comes out on. No, top. I, I, think I don't think do it's, a, I don't think it, I don't think it comes down to which of your two best players is hitting more threes. I think it's a, that's kind of a little bit reductive of what this game no, is. No, I, I know I've, I've kind yeah. of just being hypothetical here, but um, I, I take lob in this game. I think they're a better team than halfway, but Look, I mean, if you're if you're going to go transitive property here, we beat halfway by two and we beat lob by two, so they're pretty evenly matched. Um, yeah, you, you know, know I, mean, I don't. A, I know that doesn't always it. it doesn't always work that way, but um, yeah, we might walk into the Johnson Rec Center and it sounds like Vietnam, but you know, then we'll know we'll know who's on the court. So um, I'm going to give lob a I'm going to give him an eight and a half point edge here. Yeah, I like that. I'm leaning more towards six and a half, but um, okay. if you want to meet in the middle and go seven and a half, I'm cool we'll, with that. We'll call it seven and a half. So that way you you can take halfway, then I'll take um, I'll no, take I, I'm I'm taking. Or Bob. you want to ride the same way? I'm riding the same train. Yeah, yeah. We're we're in okay. These we'll go seven together. and a half. 
All right, the other 8 p.m. game, we've got Sin City and the Lincoln 18ers. Tough loss for Sin City last week. I think they bounced back this week. I don't, I mean, there, there's a, have to be a lot that goes wrong for them and a lot that goes right for the 18ers. Yeah, the I think, uh, win. I think Sin City gets this win. Um, you know, you're taking dark green versus light green here. What do you want? But um, I'm taking Sin City here. I think they're better all the way around. They have better star power. They'll have the two best players on the court, probably the three best players on the court, to be honest with you. And they got my boy Jerry back. So I'm going to, I'm going to give him a win. Jerry, if you're listening yeah, to this, I think, um, for you. I think if I had to put a number on this, hmm, that's a good question. What, what, what are you thinking right off the bat? Ten and a half. Hmm. Or or maybe even lower, just to be kind of conservative, like a nine and a half, eight and a half. Um, I think I think Sin City probably wins by double digits. I don't know if they have anybody that can keep up with Devin. Um Yeah, I don't think so either. But for that reason, I mean, what'd you say? Eight and a half? I said ten and a half to start. Ten and a half? Okay. I mean, let's, let's you want to go, go nine? Nine, nine yeah, and a half? Yeah, let's go nine, nine and a half. That's a that's a fair number. I like it. All right. And then this is our pick for game of the week. Game of the week. Not Joey's, but ours. We got to make a cool graphic for Boy Bowl 3. We we really do. It's Boy Bowl 3. It's the Ozone Boys against the Dewey's Boys. This is the third matchup, as we've said. And I tweeted about it today because Joey was wondering if we had played each other in the past or how many times we played each other in the past. This is the third time. That first matchup, I think it was like 62 to 60. We lost the final score. Yeah. Ozone boys got that one. The year we won the championship uh, and yeah. that game. And I, I want to do a deep dive on that. If that we do game, like a rewatchables podcast, we should, you know what, Danny, we should do that. Yeah, um, because be that, that game caused us to be the nine seed and them to be the four in that yeah, playoff. That's right. And that was the year we won the championship being the lowest seed to ever do it. No, wait, I don't think they were the four because we were, were on the, the bracket. Four. We were on the same side as the one seed. I promise they played, you they were the four. Well, they played the werewolves in the five. I think the werewolves might have been the four. Well, they were the five. Yeah, Long story it was, it was short, like whoever, whoever won that game, it would have flip-flopped. So we were either nine or five, and they ended up being five, and we ended up being nine because of that loss. And then we ended up beating them the next season that we played. I don't Yeah, that quite second matchup. Uh I think it was 82 to 70. I know it was a 12 point win, win for us. But yeah. So the Boy Bowl is one and one in all time. This is the first ever rubber match. Um the Duyas boys still lead the plus minus and we don't need to set a line because Shane already set a line for us. If you want to back Shane, it's Duyas boys minus 13. Yeah. I mean, again, this is going to be a great game. It's going to be a very good game. He's it's setting always that, a fun game. He's setting that line because he's confident that we're going to get the win. But I mean, we're always confident we're going to get a win. We've been confident for the last five weeks. Um, nothing's going to change at this point. Um, and I think you have to set that line because of the standings, even though we know how good Ozone is. Um, I just think, you know, even especially with a week off where we're and we just played, you know, the, a team that we think is right behind us in as terms of talent. Um, you know, I think we're ready to go. Um, I'm hoping, I, I mean, I know it's going to be a great game. It's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a lot of shit talk that goes on in this game. That always is in the boy bowl. Uh, we need, a, we need to that love to talk. We need an annual boy bowl trophy. We need to have a bowl boy bowl every year. I think. Yeah. I think we, 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 we should live stream it from the legacy leagues, Twitch, which 
needs to be under development, Joey. Trust us on that one. Yeah, Joey, I've been saying this to PJ. I think instead of the Snapchats, we need to get cameras set up and we got to go Twitch live stream. That way you get the full game. You get full highlights. There's no gaps in between. Color commentary. You to, no, you, here's the thing, though. You, you don't need to have a broadcast crew for every game. Like literally just have it so you have it set up so it's the camera following. You have the ticker at the bottom with the score. And then game of the week needs to have a maybe game of the week gets a broadcast crew. The finals gets a broadcast crew. Like the big games get somebody calling the game. You got you, I mean, you got kids that that want to get media experience. Give let them call the games. Give the people what they want. Yeah. You know, Danny and I'll help out. If I mean if I'm not playing in the game of the week, but yeah, exactly. I mean, and it's very rarely that the Dewey A's boys are not part of the game of the week anymore. Right. That's what you know, our pick for game of the week is Dewey A's the boy bowl again. Yeah, exactly. Joey, right, get your tickets, bowl, make your picks. If, if it's not the boy bowl, we're going to be disappointed. Um, <laughs> but that's all right. Um, so yeah, a couple things to recap. Um, a lot of good matchups this week. I don't know if there's any matchups that kind of will swing the standings um, in a certain way that will affect the playoffs, but to kind of touch on that, Danny, um, if the season were to end today, I kind of want you to talk about what you think the semifinals would look like. Um, Ooh, so that's it, actually a good question because so one thing that I remember, well, I'm going to pull up the standings, but the other thing I'm going to pull up is Joey told us a couple years ago, because remember there's that log jam of five and four and four and five teams, but not everyone had played each other. And we were like, how are you going to figure out tiebreakers? And he's like, oh, it goes by RPI. Me being the analytics guy, I went through and I made the spreadsheet calculating everybody's RPI. So if the season ended today, here's what our standings look like. So we got Duyes at five and zero. Oh, that's obvious. We've got these three, three and two teams here, but they haven't all played each other. So we'd have to go RPI for the tiebreaker. And from the math that I did, if I remember correctly, I believe it would go halfway Warriors, Werewolves, and then it would go Sin City only the Fam, uh, Ozone Boys, Eighteeners, and then Bogey Kicks. So if the season were to end today. You'd have Duyes at one, Lob at two, Warriors at three, halfway at four. Those would be your top four seeds. But I'm trying Warriors to think. At, I don't. Warriors at four, halfway at three. That's what you had said before. Oh yeah, Warriors at uh, four. My bad. Okay, but so I mean, in your mind, right? What does the semifinals look like if the season ends today? Just kind of doing it in your head. Um, I'm going to pull up what a 10 man bracket, how the seating and matchups would look like. So I know how the chips would, my guess is Joey probably has a one play in game. Like he did the year that we won. If it's a 10 man league, you have two playing games. So top two playing games. Okay. So pretty much you have the top um, six teams get a buy essentially. Okay. I mean, I don't know if you, if it's more than half, would you even call it a buy? But so it would basically be the one seed plays the winner of the eight nine matchup, which would two be seed plays the winner of the seven ten matchup. So as it stands right now, Duyes would play the winner of eighteeners Ozone Boys. Okay, so that'd be, and we're gonna get a, a peek at eighteeners Ozone Boys next week. So if the standings held, 
held. Sorry, English. Are you sure it would be that way and, and not the one seed playing the lowest seed? No, because um, if it went chalk and the eight seed beat the nine and the seven beat the 10, and then you'd have a standard one through eight bracket where one. Oh, I got the you. Eight. I got you. Yeah. <clears throat> but looking at that. No, I, I don't think, think that's the how semis the bracket's going to end up. Either. I don't I think, think how it's going to end up. But high. if we're looking at if the season ended today, I think your semis are probably a oh, werewolves warrior is going to be a fun game in the first round. If that happens. Yeah, that'll be a great one. But I think you would have to go do werewolves in the semis. I Which can never be bet great, against, great. I can never game. bet against the werewolves. I always and that's and been we've the, had a couple semifinals matchups with them. Yes. They're always good games. Yep. Overtime. Mm. And then at the bottom of the bracket, maybe, oh, I could see Sin City taking down halfway in the first round. And then making it a lot of Sin City semifinals. Joey, Joey keeps saying that he, he's glad that they played Sin City when they did. I would love to see a halfway Sin City matchup in the playoffs because I'd love to see how that would go. And then we'd have a semi matchup of Lob and Sin City. So you, so if the season ends today, your picks would be Duyes, Werewolves, Sin City, and Mob. Exactly. Based, on, based on the matchups that would be in place. Exactly. I like it. I like it. It's a little different than yeah. what I probably would have picked, but I like it. Who would, you, who would you pick? Because I don't have it in front of me, I'm just going to give you who I think would make it. Um, I think Duyes and Lob is a lock, right? And that's two opposite sides of the bracket. Um, now you have, is it the odds on the same side as us? Uh, if no, it'd be the even, so we, it would be the one, four and the two, three. Okay. Um, I think the warriors make a run. I know we had them at four. I, I think it's a Duye's warriors semis. Um, and I think, I, a lot i i picked halfway to be my not lob or duye's pick so i'm gonna go i'm i'm gonna say it goes chalk um so you think it's one two three four yeah to be honest with you i mean i okay. i i think the werewolves have a little more experience in the playoffs than the warriors so that's why I don't yeah the werewolves come playoff time are a very different team like yeah, they were and, like the year they went to the finals i think they were below 500 they were like the yeah. seven seed yeah, so I don't know. We were the seven seed. They were like the five. Yeah, but and, and you know, I, I do think the top four teams in saying that um have a lot of experience in the league. Look, every team that we've put in there has been in the league before. There's no new teams that we have going to the semifinals, right? So um, you know, I think the expected finals matchup is gonna be Duyes and Lob, which would be a rematch of last year. And again, the only two teams that have ever won a championship in the league. So I mean, to bet against that would be a little bit kind of off. It would be off to kind of to, to go against that. I think that's that's expected. Um, not saying it's guaranteed, obviously, because there's nothing guaranteed. But, you know, that's what everyone's kind of looking at. So, um, look, there's going to be some great matchups in the playoffs this year is essentially what we're getting at. Um, you know, come that last those last two weeks, man, those wins, those games are going to be really intense for those teams. Um, that are trying to get in. I know for us, if we if we end up locking it in, if Lob loses a game or whatever it may be, we're just going to have some fun out there and probably let me and Verducci start some games or whatever. But 
um, you know, I, I think it's going to be a great playoffs and I'm really excited to see where the rest of the season goes. So it's one of the better seasons of legacy leagues. I'm glad everyone's here for it. And, uh, you know, we'll see how, how it shakes out. Yeah. Playoff time is always a very interesting time in the legacy leagues and we are more than halfway there. We've only, it's a little bit shorter of a regular season this year. I feel like in years past, it's been like nine or 10 game regular season this year. It's only eight. So we've got a little bit quicker of a road to get to the playoffs, but it does look like as the weeks go on, it's shaping up to be a very interesting, intriguing playoffs. Is there anything else you want to add before we sign off, Pete? No, I think that's it for me. So uh, thanks again for listening this week. And uh, Danny, you want to sign us off? Yeah, that's, uh, that's all from me as well. So that's going to do it for this week of the Low Post Pod. We'll be back next week. Hopefully the right boys will have uh, hoisted the Boy Bowl trophy, but we'll have a lot to get back next week. So um, tell your mother you love her.